Mike, this is absolutely fascinating. We're going to finally be able to learn the truth about the legends and the stories that have been told for years about Macomb County's Village of Belvedere and Church of St. Felicity, which is lying beneath the waves of Lake St. Clair. The Macomb County Planning and Economic Development has a new grant-funded documentary called Hidden History of Lake St. Clair. And to tell us more about how we can check out that documentary and the fascinating discovery itself is Gerard Santoro, the Program Director of Park and Natural Resources, Macomb County Planning Department. Good morning, Gerard. Good morning, Renee. Thank you. And so, yeah, Gerard, I mean, when I heard that there's a a, a whole hidden settlement underneath the water and and there's a whole church underneath the water in Lake St. Clair, what kind of secrets really lurk underneath (laughs) the surface? (laughs) Well, you're not the first one to ask that, that's for sure. As a matter of fact, um, so much of the documentation had not been Uh, provided because there was sort of a missing link between some of the formal records at the county that were back in French Canadian language um, to to now. So, yeah, I mean, part of the discovery was trying to actually figure that out. Wow. Now, I've been a boater on Lake St. Clair for about 20 some years now. I'm trying to just like figure out where exactly this is located Okay, well, the, the church um, is called St. Felicity at Lance Cruz was the official name of it. Um, it was founded during uh, Gabriel Richard's uh, mission to Detroit. Um, and it was actually uh, developed as one of the first Catholic parishes outside of Detroit in the Lower Great Lakes. Oh, wow. Uh, so it does have some significance. Uh, we're somewhere in the late 1790s uh, to the mid you know, 18 teens, there's not a real solid record of actually when it first began, but we do think it was sort of like somebody was meeting in somebody's barn, you know, the priest would come by on canoes, and then they did something more official and got a land uh, from one of the local uh, French ribbon farmers. And uh, this location is not too far from uh, Metro Beach at Lake St. Clair Metro Park. Uh, a little bit down shore from that, uh, towards St. Clair Shores. So uh, th- this is a church that was above ground, and, and and now it's underneath the water in the lake. And then uh, the village of Belvedere, that, that was like an entire city that is now submerged underneath the uh, the waters in Lake St. Clair? Yeah, I mean, a, a city might be a stretch, but maybe a village. <laughs> yeah. You know, it had, it had um, at least a dozen to two dozen uh, building structures. We, we think there was at least 12 residences uh, with a lot more potential. Uh, there was also a fishing lodge, a really popular fishing lodge. Um, and then there was also a hotel. Wow. There was oh a goodness. bank that issued, that issued its own currency and bonds um, called the Bank of Lake St. Clair. And uh, yeah, it was pretty fascinating. It was the it was the dream child of um, James Conger. He was a former congressman from the state of Michigan uh, during the Michigan uh, territory and then you know statehood. So uh, yeah, he uh, was told not to build there because it was sort of wetland and <laughs> right. it was sort of marshy. You know, one of the Catholic priests and some of the Native Americans uh, told him this is not a good place to build, but um, he did some speculation on the property, and it became his doom. And some people call it, you know, Congress folly. Yeah, uh, you know, sort of jokingly now. Yeah, I mean, I mean, talk about I told you so. But <laughs> that, that leads to my next question. 
you know, how exactly was this church and this village submerged when it was once upon a time on dry land? That's a really good question. That was the other part that we needed to sort of resolve in our research. Um, what we found out is that um, just sort of by chance, we were looking at some of the old records and uh, we had discovered that in 1855, both the U.S. and the Canadian government um, at that time, well, which was under the governance of British uh, government, um, agreed to channelize the St. Clair River and then channelize right through the St. Clair Flats, like by Harsons Island and, you know, that South Channel area. Yeah. And um, when they straightened that out, what happened is they made it so that two good-sized Great Lakes-going ships could pass each other without getting grounded. So that was the goal. And what happened is that goal led to a deeper, much wider channel. So it was almost like turning the faucet on from, you know, <laughs> from the equilibrium of the lakes of uh, Huron and Michigan, which is the same mean elevation, allowed more water to enter into the flats in Lake St. Clair, which then equalized itself with only the Detroit River, which was partially channelized, but not to the same extent, because it was always a deep river, uh, but it um, allowed uh, the mean elevation to permanently change in Lake St. Clair. This is our theory, which seems to make sense because it's backed up by a couple of different pieces of data that we found. Um, but, you know, after 1855, both of the settlements sort of ceased to exist. And so as a result, uh, what we have now, uh, these both of these towns were sort of, when we say they were submerged, they were probably submerged somewhere three to five feet above the ground level. Mm. So, you know, that makes them sort of non-functional, um, you know, and uh, they were used to getting periodic floods as, you know, we still get today, you know, there's a fluctuation in the high mean and low of Lake St. Clair, and that has never changed. That's been a dynamic in the Great Lakes forever, you know, um, and what happened here is that it just raised that mean by three feet. So now when we're saying it goes you're three or five feet above, let's say four feet is the average, then it could go up another four or five feet, which would then sure. totally encase your, your first level. And so what happened is after that, the church was the first to abandon its site, and then it um, actually became um, St. Gertrude's in St. Clair Shores. So there oh, was wow. some history that carried on from the actual church. We don't know how much of that church was removed. There's some anecdotal evidence that they, during the um, winter when it froze over, that they cut the beams off and reused all the wood to help build the first church, uh, either a church in Mount Clemens or possibly even St. Gertrude. It's still, you know, a mystery out there. We don't know. Uh, of course, the big church of St. Gertrude was built a little bit later. Um, but then, you know, Belvedere, uh, Remained, part of it remained because it was really close to what's now called North River Road, still there, still above water. Um, the, the actual hotel remained um, sort of intact. It was a little bit higher than the rest of the town. And there was a little area called Grassy Island. Yep. Right up into the 1960s, Grassy Island was still above water, uh, generally speaking. But the pressure of the water that would inundate it, um, and then this additional water that has been coming through sort of 
pushed down in these marshy areas and um, compacted them even further, that you know, then creating uh, really an unsuitable place to be to uh, be alive. In fact, Conger was so insistent that it would come back, the water levels would come back down that him and his family stayed there for several oh my gosh. years. And also, they had to abandon their home at one point and go to a barn uh, and that was still standing. And when he reached for something, he pulled up what was a water snake, and that was the last uh, last straw for him. He finally made the move. Well, there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> now I've got a deep history on all the places that I like to hang out. Conger Bay, Belvedere yeah. Bay, Grassy Island. Wow, now I, I deeper understanding. It, it's called the Hidden History yeah. of Lake St. Clair, Gerard Santoro. For those who want to check it out, how do we find it? The film will be posted um, at macombgov.org. That's uh, just macombgov, one word, dot O-R-G. Gerard Santoro, Program Director, Park and Natural Resources, Macomb County Planning Department. Thank you so much for talking about this, and we can't wait to watch it. It's been my pleasure. Thank you. First thing, Mike Parsons, Renee Vitale on WJR.